Hey there, I uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, in this podcast, uh, this is going to be just an audio podcast, no video. Um, anyways, in this one, I want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, Kanban and Scrum. Uh, a disclaimer before we get started. I'm not an expert, uh, not by any stretch of the imagination when it comes to these Scrum slash Sprint terminologies. So you certainly should look it up. I'm going to use a lot of these words uh, a bit loosely uh, for what it's worth, right? So definitely uh, do your homework, but hopefully you get the essence of what I'm trying to say uh, in this in this uh, podcast. Um, and hopefully the audio is not too bad as well, because, you know, uh, as a small company, we don't always get the time or the luxury to sit down and uh, formalize a lot of these things. So I'm actually recording this as I'm doing my evening walk. So hopefully there's not a lot of wind noise. Uh, and thanks for your patience uh, for bearing that as well. Okay, now to the topic. Um, here's again, if you want to look up the differences between Scrum, Sprint, Kanban, and and uh, Agile, uh, Waterfall, all of these things, you can certainly Google that up and there's like hundreds of articles. Uh, but a, a quick introduction for folks who may not already know this, right? Waterfall is, is, is sort of a thing of the past, I want to say. It's how you, uh, we used to build software years ago. Um, I say used to, but I'm pretty certain a lot of the companies do it that way as well. And again, you don't need to pick uh, one or the other uh, uh, because these are mutually exclusive to some extent, but there's quite a bit of overlap between these uh, terminologies and methodologies as well. So back to Waterfall, uh, you have a sequence of steps in the SDLC and you go through the process one after the other, right, sequentially. And then yeah, they don't overlap. One ends before the other one begins, right? Um, that's that, that's the crux of a waterfall uh, methodology and then came along agile where you did things in a more cyclical manner you, you made it shorter and sweeter uh, at least on paper and got things out the door more frequently uh, and it's been around for a while even if uh, there was an article or a video I'd, I recall seeing from probably the founder of agile about four years ago that said agile is dead uh, but I mean I'm sure a lot of companies uh, they still use it in some form way or shape uh, and it's still very popular. Uh, and within Agile, uh, or at least in that, in that realm of uh, Agile, uh, you often hear sprints, scrum, and Kanban, right? The Kanban, the way I look at it, is, is just, I mean, our products, Nobel.com, has uh, uh, multiple keys for different types of services. One of them is a project key, which is set to using Kanban as the view mode by default. For the other ones, you could... Uh, use a non-Kanban view or a Kanban view, right? So that's just the way you're going to visually see uh, those cards represented and whatnot. So, but, but that in the context of Agile and Scrum, here's how I understand the difference uh, between Scrum and Kanban to be. Again, this is, this is me looking something up for like literally five to 10 minutes and uh, recording this on, on audio because that's just a gist of what I want to talk here. So, with Kanban, I believe, this is what I understand, if you follow that methodology, you're actually not going to have these two-week or three-week sprints, right? So a lot, most companies have two weeks and some I know have like three-week sprints. Um, so you basically plan for what you want to accomplish during the two or three-week window uh, with all of the stakeholders, product, uh, development, uh, testers, delivery, uh, UI, UX, whatnot, right? So everyone gets together, uh, pulls cards or issues from a backlog, determines what can or should be done in the next two weeks, and then you go about doing that, right? And that window is up to you, whether it's two 
or three and sometimes i even know companies that do four weeks which i think is a little bit too long actually um anyways that's that's you making a determination on what you want to accomplish in the next two weeks and only signing up for doing those things and then you look back and see if you accomplish those what wasn't done and which ones you have to move to the next print and so on and so forth i believe the difference between that and kanban as i understand uh is that in the kanban approach you may not commit to a two week sprint necessarily uh you have it sort of rolling uh maybe that's maybe if i understood correctly and if that is the case that's exactly what we do at snowpal and that's what we've been doing from the get go and not just at snowpal for even when i do consult for other companies and i've led a number of projects over these years uh and when i lead projects that's that's typically the approach i've almost always gone with right and here's how it works uh, let me make it pretty simple right i mean the devil is always in the detail and so i don't intend my intention is not necessarily to trivialize things but with that said i think it's it's easier it's it doesn't too difficult to explain this let's say you're trying to get something done like as we speak we've embarked on two major projects at snowpal each of it being very different from the other and uh, as one of the first activities i created a number of github issues right there's like over 250 of them actually if i have to give you a number uh and i categorize those issues uh, depending on what problems business problems they are they are attempting to solve uh and then i start prioritizing them right the first thing i do is actually work with the, uh, create those issues uh then i categorize them label them and then sort of start prioritizing that once that happens uh, i create these milestones uh from a product perspective right we create these milestones and sort of make a call on what are some of the issues uh that that milestone should include right so the first milestone could be uh let's say if it were to be a brand new app or a service you want to get it up and running um and have it prove satisfy some of the acceptance criteria that we have in mind either at the per issue level or overall like what should the milestone be able to prove or tell us that what can we do or what have we been able to accomplish uh from the perspective of that service so and then the next milestone would do something more on top of the first one and so on and so forth and maybe we have the whole uh project set to about 10 milestones just to take a round even number for ease of discussion at the end of the 10th milestone uh we would have seen it out the door from a production standpoint and it's only because if it would be a brand, it is a brand new service right now that let's say we have our web app and mobile apps in production if uh, as we continue to improve and add more services to those existing offerings we would have uh we would have the deployment to production done a lot uh, uh, extremely frequently right so let's say if, if a milestone is 3 weeks right or 4 weeks i think in my in our case it's easy for us to just uh, call it a 4 week milestone i mean every milestone includes 4 weeks but that doesn't mean we have a single production deployment at the end of the 4th week right absolutely not we've actually i don't know what the number is i think we are at 325 or 315 i don't know what the the latest uh, web version number is i know the mobile is like 86 or something on on ios and android on the web for instance it's 320 and then we have multiple apps that serve the web platform we have api apps and what, and what not so each of them have their own version numbers but essentially that tells you that we've had that many production deployments now we've been uh, uh, live for uh, a little bit more than a year Uh, from a mobile app standpoint the web app has been there for almost 2 years now coming up on 2 years in the next 2 weeks so if you took 320 deployments roughly let's say it's 330 i don't know what the exact number is but it's not too far from that um so it's close to 
uh, it's like, you know, if you have 365 days a year, so if you had one deployment every day, then in two years, you would have had 730 deployments, right? But we have like uh, 330, right? That's like not 50%, uh, but I would say like 45% of my math is right, give or take, which tells you that every other day, literally, uh, we've, had a, we've had a deployment. And certainly every other, every two or two and a half days for sure, going by these numbers, right? That tells you how frequently we have pushed our changes to production. That also means that before you push something to production, you're going through all the lower environments, right? Development, testing, staging, and whatnot. So you can just imagine if you do the math and uh, uh, multiply it, you'll just see the number of deployments we would have done in our lower environments uh, for us to be able to support or get to the point where we have 337 deployments in production just for the web app alone. Obviously, we have our mobile apps and responsive mobile apps and whatnot. Anyways, so going back to, I digressed a little bit just to give you more specifics, but uh, so if the milestone is once is one milestone a month, uh, we would still have numerous deployments, right? So it's about like maybe 12 to 14 deployments, give or take, during the course of that month. Um, so those deployments would be for bug fixes, hot fixes in production, uh, enhancements, features, and whatnot, right? The, the idea behind that approach is we're not spending time and cycles trying to figure out uh, which ones we were not able to complete in a given window of two weeks, two week sprints, uh, spending more time trying to analyze that, uh, determining which one should make it to the next sprint, which one should be carried forward, which ones might be tabled or put in the back burner, and all of those discussions. We honestly don't have time uh, to have those types of discussions given the number of things we try to get done uh, on a daily basis. We are small, but we, yeah, we are very ambitious, right? You can check out the product and make your own determinations or judgments, but we've got a ton of features. And as you add more content, you'll actually realize more and more features phase and come up to the, uh, you know, you'll realize the existence of those features only after you actually start adding a lot of content. That's just the way it works. Um, so we, uh, this approach works very well, not just for us at Snowpal, but for just about every other project I've done that I've led actually but I've had the choice to make these decisions, uh, which is most of my career, uh, barring a few projects here and there. So with this approach, we keep finishing our work, we keep cranking code, and then we're like, hey, once we are done, we've tested it, it goes through the pipeline, we feel comfortable, we push it to production, right? And then we work on the next item. Of course, we're working on more than one, one item in parallel across these repositories and applications. But the idea is we are not worried about uh, planning for a sprint, planning for two weeks. We're just worried about uh, determining what we want to get done in a milestone, which is four weeks, which is a good enough time. Uh, and then we start working on it. And if we are not able to uh, complete some of them in that milestone for uh, one or more reasons, one could be we just underestimated it, but two could be that we've had other priorities, right? So we're like, hey, you know what? We, uh, if we have to fix something in production, obviously that takes priority over everything else. But fortunately, we've been stable enough, so we don't run into that situation uh, very often. The situation we do run into is the uh, is the fact that we think of another feature or another enhancement, or we get feedback from somebody using the product and say, hey, we would like to see this slightly differently, right? So we want to be able to react to that as quickly as we can. So whatever we had in mind and had planned for the milestone, obviously is going to take the backseat, at least momentarily so so we can work on the more important customer-driven, feedback-driven features in the meantime. 
I think uh, ultimately there's no right or wrong answer. Whatever works for you, your team, your company. But I think the one thing I want to end this voice memo with, the voice memo with is uh, the process should help your productivity as an engineering team. If you're a software company, like Snowpal is a soft software company, so the lines of code that are executed, interpreted, or compiled or whatnot ultimately get run in production. That's what uh, pays our bills, right? That's 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 all that's important to us. Everything else is obviously important but no more important than those lines of codes that run on those production servers so if you have to adjust the process we have for ui ux designs discussions testing deployment and planning and project management and product management and marketing and advertising and sales we will and we will continue to change it as as frequently as we need to to facilitate our productivity in getting our changes out there in the to the production service as quickly as possible right we would never ever do something uh just because it's good it looks nice on paper if we don't con uh if you're not convinced a hundred percent that it's actually adding value and it's helping us be more stable performant maintainable and extensible uh in production so uh, i know that's, that's a bunch of stuff but hopefully some of that resonates with you um well talk to you soon hope you have a good day bye